Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Do you find yourself wishing you had more energy, healthier habits, or fun family activities? At the YMCA, you can find your passion, find family fun, and find your happy place, all while supporting your community. Join the Y in March with a $0 enrollment fee and enjoy motivating group exercise classes, heated pools, pickleball, and so much more. Visit YMCADC.org to learn more and to find your nearest Y in D.C., Maryland, or Virginia today. Tonight on Revolt Black News Weekly, how have relationships and dating changed over the last few decades? People are hooking up, being in relationships, finding long-term love, but not necessarily feeling like marriage or maybe monogamy is what they want. I'm pro-ho, I'm sex positive, <laughs> so that is what I do, so I'm not shaming anybody. Black love matters. We celebrate modern love as we examine the real story behind situationships. It'll just be more so a triad. Then, are we going back to the future? The biggest critiques I think I've seen are you're taking us backward as black women. Black women are owning their destiny. We go inside the traditional wife trend. And I think I met Barack when I was 26. I think we married at 28. We're keeping up with the couples who are keeping it real. Their tips on making relationship goals a reality. You gotta know your person. Do you like him? I mean, you could be mad at him, but do you still look at him and go, I'm not happy with you, but I respect you? That's all tonight on Revolt Black News Weekly. Hey everyone, I'm Mara Escampo and welcome to the show. Tonight we're talking all about black love, but it's not your parents' kind of black love. These days there are a lot of new rules for new love, starting with situationships, that murky middle ground between commitment and casual, between monogamy and free love. Some Gen Zers are claiming it and making it their own. Now people say, yeah, I want to meet somebody, be in a relationship, you know, have this bond, but I don't need the marriage piece. If you and somebody are in a situationship, you're single. We have sex and like we have sex, but we do not all have sex together. You don't want to be boyfriend and girlfriend or be in a relationship. Mm, I'm good off that right now. I'm a believer that situationships can work. The official definition of a situationship a romantic or sexual relationship that is not considered to be formal or established. TikTok videos with the hashtag have been viewed more than 839 million times. How have relationships and dating changed over the last few decades? Over the last 50 years, we've seen a huge decline in marriages. People are hooking up being in relationships, finding long-term love, but not necessarily feeling like marriage or maybe monogamy is what they want. Even in the last 30 years since 1990, the marriage rate in the U.S. has steadily declined, only upticking in 2021 once COVID restrictions were lifted. And sexologist Michelle Hope is not surprised by the stats. What do you think it is about marriage that seems to be turning people off? Historically, women were looked at as chattel, as property. 
And a marriage signified the passing of property from a father to the suitor, right? That's why we saw and still see in some areas a dowry, right? You're paying for the bride. And I think that women are much more liberated. And I think people just don't see the, the necessity for it. You know, marriages fail at such high rates and they cost a lot. Weddings cost a lot. It seems like a lot of pomp and sand, you know? <laughs> so are you dating right now? No, not really. I want to be single for the rest of my no, life. No, I feel that. I don't want penis. I don't want and I don't want to share my house or my life with anyone. Amber, can you face us? So a lot of people are saying, okay, no to marriage. What are they saying yes to? What are the different kinds of arrangements and relationships that we're seeing now? I mean, it, there is all kinds of situations that we're seeing or situationships, some may say. But we're seeing a lot of long-term partnerships some of whom may cohabitate, some of whom may be together for a very long time and just not live with each other. And we're also seeing a really high uptake in ethical non-monogamous relationships. So unlike a monogamous relationship where you're solely with just one and you believe the ideology that there's one soulmate out there for you, an ethical non-monogamous relationship is much more fluid. You know, I always recommend with couples I work with, create your relationship the way you want it. Do not stay steadfast to these, you know, historical norms of monogamy. If that doesn't work for you and your partner, but you can find common ground that involves trust, honesty, open communication, and love, you know, let your freak flag fly, is what I like to say, because we cannot continue to compare our relationships to those that we see on Instagram. I think for most of my life, I was pretending to be monogamous because I simply thought like that was the way to go and that was the only way to be. Social worker Alicia Bunyan-Sampson is polyamorous, open to multiple relationships where all consent to the arrangement. The 34-year-old was introduced to the language of non-monogamy in college, and now she helps educate tens of thousands on Instagram. Okay, so let's talk about non-monogamy 101. So monogamous relationships are romantically monogamous, but they allow for agreed upon um, sexual relationships with other people. Solo polyamory um, is simply, it's a type of polyamory. And these are people that have little to no desire to be traditionally interdependent. So that means they're not interested in sharing finances, living together, having children, they very much want and do have very fulfilling relationships, uh, but they're not interested in the traditional interdependence. A V relationship is a relationship where one person is dating two people, but the two people they're dating are not dating each other. However many people are involved, whether it be three, like a triad or a quad, they're just agreeing to only date within that group. So no outside relationships. Do you all love each other? Meaning, Asura, do you love Black Native? And Black Native, do you love Asura? Yes. I, I tell them all the time. Very happily living and loving as a triad, beauty and lifestyle influencer Passion Jones and her husband of 10 years, Black Native, welcomed another partner, Asura, into the relationship last year. How did you end up in this situation with these, these two men sitting by your side? <laughs> 
Well, it actually started years ago with me and my husband. We actually started out as most of these things start out through sex. <laughs> okay, so this started out as a way to, you know, keep some excitement in your relationship sexually. Um, Black Native, I have to ask you this. Why a man? You know, typically what we see much more common is that the couple will bring in another woman. Why did you guys seek a man? Around the time, you know, we were talking about different dynamics that we would be okay with. So we discussed, okay, well, maybe a man and a woman being involved. I'm like, okay, great. This way, you know, it, everything is balanced. And then later on down the line, you know, that's when I realized that I was fluid. And when uh, after realizing that, it helped everything else, you know, come into uh, basically like a puzzle piece. So, Asura, how do you define your sexuality? I am openly bisexual, maybe. Well, hate to get all up in your business, but that's kind of the point of this piece. So, just to have an understanding of how this works. <laughs> Passion, do you go, you know, from room to room, or do you guys all spend time together? Um, do the two men ever spend time together without you, Passion? How does this work? What are the rules? I want us all together. We all in the same bed, in the same... <laughs> home in the same room. So I I could not see myself going from room to room because it just felt like a like a separation uh, for me. I just, I can't, personally. Does it bother you if the two of them are spending time together without you around? Absolutely not. We wouldn't have started uh, this journey if we felt uncomfortable with certain aspects of it because we spoke about this for so many years, um, even down to him figuring out his own sexuality. Let's romanticize my pregnancy, rose, skin, and body care. Who is the father of the baby you're carrying? This man right here, Sarah. He got a vasectomy about five years ago. He said he's done. <laughs> <laughs> The baby is due in May and will be the third for the triad, as Passion and Black Native already have two children together. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And Asura, how do you plan to explain this to your child? When it comes to loving people you don't just have to love one person we as humans have the capacity to love many people that we come across in our lives so never feel that you have to limit yourself to one person just because you see that that's what's the norm passion how do you plan to raise the baby that you're carrying will this child have two fathers so we already have two children and we discussed this with them so when he came in to our relationship, we explained to our two sons that this is a new addition to our family. Your father is still your father, and it's gonna be the same thing with Asura. Like, this is your father, and this is this is black. You know, this is who is a part of raising you. So when people say like, oh, you're gonna have <laughs> two dads, like, they're, they're gonna have two dads. It's actually no, because we don't want to confuse them. We don't want to confuse them with like, okay, well, Biologically, of course, he's not your father. Biologically, he is your dad. But this is a father figure in your life that's going to be there for you, care for you, and love you the same as your dad. Why do you all think that 
polyamory and non-monogamy and relationships like yours, throuples, why do you think this is becoming more common? It fits for uh, people who, like you said, who do have a lot of crushes or have a, a lot of likes um, and they have to choose because society tells them like you have to choose between the two and sometimes like people are left heartbroken because they had to choose or they're they are feeling like unsatisfied in a sense so what if one of you did develop a new crush and you wanted to explore that is that allowed once we come to an agreement or conversation with each other then it becomes a a new dynamic because we did want to form a quad, another woman, correct? So if that conversation comes about, then we can't say to each other, oh, your feelings are invalid. Absolutely not. Polyamory isn't for everyone, but we do want everyone to know as we are embarking on a new journey of life, respect others and what they want to do in their own life because whatever works for you may not work for somebody else. And to judge and ridicule someone else because you live a certain way is totally just unacceptable. We right. definitely want to spread the word of love, just love in general, whether it's through monogamy, through situationships or through polyamory or even ethical non-monogamy as a whole, like everyone deserves to be happy no matter what that looks like. When we come back, from situationships to the complete other end of the spectrum, what's old is new again. Why some younger women are looking for super traditional relationships where the man makes the money and the rules. Tonight we're talking about modern black love, but some of it's actually extremely old fashioned. Some younger women say modern relationships are not for them. They call themselves traditional wives or trad wives for short, and they believe a woman's place is in the home. Everything about you fake, your lashes, your nails, your hair, your booty, your teeth, your oh breast stain. The housewives are back. You shut the up, bitch. No, not those housewives. Make my husband lunch with me. These housewives. Black women embracing the life of a traditional wife, or trad wife for short. I've manifested being a housewife my entire life, and I love it here. So this one is for my aspiring housewives. The hashtag has over 119 million views on TikTok, and the women share these key beliefs. The man is the head of the house and the breadwinner. A wife should submit to her husband, and she's responsible for the care of the home and the children. I believe I was capable of embracing my full femininity and my duties and responsibilities as a mother to nurture my children when I knew for a fact that my husband could provide for us without my efforts if necessary. My husband does not have to lift a finger when he is at home. Noticeably, the majority of trad wives are white, and many also share far-right views, their love for traditional values reflecting a disdain for feminism. I don't wear pants, and people usually have a lot of questions about that, so I figured we'd do a little chat about modesty. But a growing number of black conservative women are also turning to trad life, from preparing meals and cleaning to modeling 1950s fashion. It's always been a dream of mine. It wasn't always our reality, but I am very proud to be a homemaker, to be a stay-at-home wife and mom, and, and to be the person that's primarily responsible 
for the upkeeping of our home. Adara Sharon has been married for six years. Her husband, a pastor at their church in Long Island, New York. She's a stay-at-home mom with two kids, three and eight months. Much of my day looks like attending to them and also attending to the needs of my husband. If he has something that he would like me to do before he comes home from work, making sure that dinner is prepared, making sure that the house is in order, making sure I look kind of somewhat on point when he comes through the door. <laughs> Right, because I want him to have something to look at and something to look forward to, and I don't look like the hell and high water that I may have been through during the day. Adara doesn't like the label trad wife, but she does share most of their beliefs, including the idea of being submissive to her husband. The submission part is a very big aspect, and when I say submission, you know, honoring him, uh, respecting him, listening to him, honoring his requests, and it doesn't make you a doormat or a yes woman. I still am very opinionated. He will tell you I make my requests known. While trad wives share core beliefs, their lives can look somewhat different. Some don't work at all. Others, like Adara, hold down part-time remote jobs. But what they do share is the online criticism. The biggest critiques I think I've seen are you're taking us backward as Black women or, you know, like this is not representative of how all women want to be. Giving your full material security over to a man is a very dangerous choice for many women and children. The trad wife is a somewhat controversial concept because it goes against modern ideas about what women should aspire to. What's ridiculous is not being a cater so your husband can feel like a man knowing his woman's home cooking and ironing his drawers. Ah, this is you. Strong, independent, and lonely women. I don't need some bald-headed man on a book telling me that I am strong and independent, honey. That's a given. Having it all, the man, the kids, and their own money. But for some black women, the soft life of a trad wife, having someone else pay all the bills, seems very attractive. You know when Shonda Rhimes said that when you're thriving in one part of your life, you're failing in the others? Yeah, I'm in that. I'm in that right now. We have to get rid of that superhero complex that we have sometimes as black women. I have to be able to do it all. No, you don't. That's not what this is about. It's about making life easier and more livable and structured for the people that are in your home. Compared to other women, black women have the highest labor market participation rate in the country at nearly 59% compared to 55% for white women. And almost 80% of black mothers are key breadwinners for their households. But they're working more for less, earning only 63 cents for every dollar earned by white men. That's 15 cents less than what white women are paid. The trad wife trend really does clash with what we know to be the reality of what it was like for black women historically when it comes to the workforce. Bridget Todd, host of the There Are No Girls on the Internet podcast, says in some cases, black women didn't have the choice to stay home. They had to work. Anybody who's telling you that Black women have always had a place in the home and that we're, we're, we need to be mimicking some kind of a like 50s traditional I love Lucy, leave it to beaver style life. That life really didn't exist for anybody. If you look at a, a historical track record, many of our elder women did not have the opportunity to function in this role for their own families. They were required to be this, this role for white families. Social security and unemployment originally excluded domestic workers, the sector where most black women worked. 
In the 1960s, the welfare system punished poor black mothers with the, quote, man of the house rule, which cut off aid to women living with a man who was not the father of her children. You live here or elsewhere. Is that a gift you're giving to the family? Do you contribute to the support of this whole family? Whoa, lady. You're going to tell us you can have this set? It didn't cost you in the city a damn dime, but you're going to tell us you can have it, right? Oh, I didn't make the rules, sir. I'm only doing my job. The welfare ain't doing nothing for me, lady. But the welfare is supporting Mrs. Price. Supporting? Supporting shit. In a lot of places, we know that black women were required by law to work outside of the home. So I think in this time of economic and social uncertainty, more and more black women are saying, gee, you know, the workforce isn't really treating me well. I don't want to be burnt out. Staying at home starts to seem kind of like a great option. One of my favorite parts about being a stay-at-home mom is making my... Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. I was scheduled because who going to check me, boo? Nobody. What works for your family is what works for your family and you. Still, Bridget says the solution to liberation for Black women isn't that easy. I can completely see why this is an attractive option for folks, but it's just too simple, right? These kinds of issues are institutional, they're systemic, and it's not going to be something that we can sort of individual choice our way out of. Does this new love landscape seem a little confusing? You're not the only one. Don't worry, we've got you covered. When we come back, our relationship and sexperts have their advice for figuring it all out. Welcome back to Revolt Black News. From situationships to throuples, black love has definitely shifted, especially in this digital age. Joining us now to discuss it more, certified relationship coach Stefan Speaks, sex therapist Moandra Johnson, and certified dating and relationship coach Asia Elaine. Thank you guys for being here. Thanks for having us. All right, so Asia, I'm going to start with you to talk about what the current landscape is like right now. So how is dating different now than it was when our parents were dating? It's a lot different now thanks to social media. You know, we have to give social media the, the credit that it needs because of the things that we're seeing in the modern dating market. Um, we are seeing a lot of people who feel like dating is this microwavable popcorn type of experiment where people can meet someone and meet another person right across the corner if they don't like what they see. So there's just this ideal of thinking that there's always something better out there and social media has contributed to that a lot. Um, so we're going to continue to see those problems because we're in this modern day era where social media is so prevalent. 
But is that necessarily a good thing? I'll put that out to the whole group. I mean, the idea that there's always something better out there and it's just a swipe away or a DM away, is that a good thing for building long-term, loving, stable relationships? Well, I, I think it can go two ways. For, for some individuals, I think it helps them understand that they don't have to settle. Back in the days, a lot of relationships were based off of settling, accepting what was you thought was there and there was nothing better out there, even though you weren't happy with it. So I think it opens up the ability for people to be more open-minded and be more uh, positive about the idea that there is someone that's truly for them, but then it can turn negative because some people never satisfied, always looking for that next best thing, and can't appreciate what's in front of them. We've also seen a lot of shifts when it comes to sex. You're a sex therapist. I mean, you hear terms like ethical non-monogamy, yeah. polyamory. <laughs> These are all now becoming really mainstream words where a few years ago, I don't think a lot of us even knew what those terms meant. Yeah. How have you seen sexual relationships change? Um, I think that one of the benefits of social media or how it kind of relates to just how sexual relationships are changing is just the idea that if you have a community that you're involved with or that you identify with, like it's out there on social media. Um, and now you can become a bigger group of like small fish, right? Whereas before, like you might have been into throuples, like maybe our parents and things like that, um, but it was something that was like mystified or not talked about or you feel like singled out. So with social media, you do have the benefit of like connecting with other people that have similar interests as you, especially with sex. So is it necessarily that more people are doing it or that people feel more free and more open and less judgment when they come out and they talk about it? I definitely think it's just um, people have forever been doing, you know, throuples, polyamory, situationships. Now we have names and we have, um, we can label them. Um, and you also can identify with other people or you see like someone else that might be practicing what you're practicing. Um, so it's always been around, but just having the availability or like it's at your fingertips now. So, Asia, if you had to tell someone what the new rules of dating are, what, what are some of the rules? You, if someone dropped in from, like, 1982 and they said, okay, well, help me date in 2023, what are the rules? A typical rule that you see now, again, going back to social media, is most people start with, well, what's your handle? A lot of people, it's, it's gone from asking for your phone number to, well, what's your Instagram handle or what's your um, social media profile so that people can do their due diligence of kind of seeing what you look like and how you present yourself on social media. So again, that is such a huge part of modern dating right now is that social media presence. Um, so people are paying attention to that. People are paying attention to the image of you that you're presenting your yourself out there as. Um, so that's a huge rule. That's that's one of the first things that people do now in the modern dating market. Stefan, what, what would some of your rules be for our time traveling data? <laughs> <laughs> to be honest with you, it would be not to get caught up in social media. It's to understand that social media does present a lot of imagery that isn't real. Um, and people get caught up in comparing themselves to other fake relationships, if we're going to call it what it is, and therefore now struggle to be more accepting or understand what's truly best for them. A lot of people are focused on what they want, not what they truly need. So I would advise, like, listen, use social media for what it's worth. If you're running a business, if you want to meet people, that's cool. If you want it for some pastime, fine. But do not get so caught up in it that you allow it to shape your perception of life and what reality is. One of the things that I hear often from my single friends is it's never been easier to meet people and it's never been harder to form <laughs> lasting relationships. People are quick to ghost you. They're here one day, the next they're not. They think there's something better. Maybe you think there's something better. So when you look at the big picture, 
is this really good for relationships? Well, everything that's happening now, all the choice, all the options, all the different terms and the different relationship arrangements, is this really good for building lasting relationships? Um, I think when building lasting relationships, the secret is just intentionality. So even if you're on social media, there have been, or well, I've heard a lot of amazing connection stories, um, but just your intention in that. So if you know, if you're in somebody's DMs and if that transferred to like actually building a relationship, whatever your intention is, um, is how you'll create that like lasting relationship. Now, if you're just kind of like sliding everybody's DMs <laughs> and just, you know, doing your thing, that is not intentional. So you may not find like a lasting relationship, maybe a good friendship, few friends, some partners, but I think it's just about the intentionality of it. But you know, I gotta say something about the sliding in a bunch of people's DMs. <laughs> like, if you're trying to date and meet people, right. you almost have to continuously slide in multiple DMs. And it's funny because I'll hear women say, well, I don't want a man who's all in all these women DMs. But how is he supposed to meet anyone if he's using social media as the tool? So I think we got to keep it in proper perspective because there's only so much you can do to actually initiate and create contact online. I think the reservation there for a lot of women is this idea that if he is in so many women's DMs, then that means that he may not be looking for something serious. They may be concerned that he might be trying to be a player or he's not looking for anything serious. So I think going back to the intentionality point that we made before is really important, knowing exactly what it is that you are in the dating market looking for, and then trying your best to identify other people who are looking for the same things. Because the reality is that it's a huge dating market that's full of people who are, like we said before, into a lot of different things. So you have to make sure that you're doing your due diligence of asking the right questions and doing the right vetting so that you're aligning with people who are matching exactly what it is that you are looking for. And I feel like part of what we're hearing here at this table, maybe a little bit of the divide that we're seeing with men and women in general. Yeah, yeah. You're like, listen, yeah. there's all these fish in the sea, and I'm going to get in their DMs and figure out which fish I want to <laughs> swim with for the long term. And you guys are saying, well, no, we understand why women are a little bit concerned about that. So it seems that there's just too many options for playing around and no stability. Do you think there are differences with how men view this dating landscape and how women view it? Yes, because I think to, to the point you guys are making, to all the ladies' points, you can be intentional, but let's just say guy A has slid into this DM. He met her, things didn't work out. Okay, so he slides into the next DM. At some point, unless he meets the one for him, it's gonna start adding up. And before you know it, he's been in a lot of people's DMs. It's the natural progression of trying to date. See, the difference is when we're offline, we, we're not aware of, of who you try to yeah. talk to and all these things. But it's the same way if, we're, if we go out and we're all at the event, at a party, and a guy sees 20 beautiful women, he can't talk to all 20. Because the minute he talks to one and the rest of y'all paid attention to him talking to that one, <laughs> you're not gonna let him come talk to you, <laughs> right? So it's, that's what's happening online, but it's like, what is the guy supposed to do even if he is intentionally trying to find his wife. So what are you hearing? Because you have a very large social following. Mm -hmm. um, you, you, I'm sure, are in touch with lots of people who are asking you questions, you speak about this. What are you hearing from men? And what are you hearing from women? What are the most common questions and problems that people are bringing to you? Well, I think from women, it's do men even want a relationship? Okay, okay, All let's right. start there. <laughs> <laughs> that was a little do right men even want a relationship? Yes, absolutely. I think people have to understand that the vast majority of individuals want a relationship, all right? But the thing with men, a lot of men, not all men, is that while looking for a relationship, that person they can be serious with, they still want to enjoy the company of a woman. So they may still date and try to casually date, but that doesn't mean they don't ultimately want a relationship. 
However, they may not want a relationship with that specific woman they're casually seeing. This is where the confusion kicks in, all right? But ultimately, we've, we've all probably heard of stories where a guy could be in a relationship. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. Even being in an official relationship for years, say he doesn't want to get married, break up, six months later, he's engaged to someone else. Mm -hmm. So it just shows you that in reality, they do want it, but in the meantime, they want to enjoy whoever while they eventually meet that person they can actually be with. Melandra, you're, you're agreeing? I agree, but, I, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I'm definitely here for, you know, I'm pro-ho. I'm sex positive, so that is what I do, so I'm not shaming anybody. Slide in the DMs, of course, but like I said, this is how things like the term like situationships develop, right? Mm -hmm. So while you're, you know, cherry picking and deciding, you know, what you want to do, who you want to like, like who you're casually dating, that's all fine because that's in the sector of what you're doing. You're casually dating. Now, if you decide to be intentional with a young lady or whatever and, you know, go forward with that person, there's a, a conversation that needs to be had. Um, and if not, there's a conversation that needs to be had. So always just having people in the clear of like what's going on. Not like dating Susie and like Michaela and you know, it's been like six years and they're both just chilling, but they both really want a relationship with you and then you do kind of like leave that and find that person, right? So if you're kind of stringing them along, that's where I think the problem is. But if you discuss it like, hey, you know, this is what I'm doing, this is what I want to do, this, where, this is where we are in the dating process, Absolutely. Yeah. So let's talk about sex a little mm -hmm. bit. Um, in the words of salt and pepper, let's talk yes. about sex. So you're pro ho. I I've never heard that before. Okay. I think it's <laughs> great. You're sex positive. Um, so with women specifically, I feel like with men, this is probably a much easier thing to mm -hmm. kind of to wrap their heads around. But with women, now we're in this world where your partner may want to be non-monogamous, yeah. where there are just a lot of different avenues to explore. So what advice would you give to women who are dating who are just maybe they're interested, maybe they're not, they're confused. I mean, I mean, there's a lot going on right now. I think that like when it comes to sex, the pairing with that is communication. Whatever you want to do, if you want to have a throttle, if you want to explore with your partner, if you want to try new things, bring another person in, like you always have to be able to communicate that. Um, and I think from, you know, just seeing clients and different things, that is what I always find, the trouble in communicating that to their partner. Um, Asia, I have one more question for you um, in terms of people who are in a relationship, because we've been talking a lot about people who are single looking for love. So what advice would you give to people who are in a relationship and want it to be lasting? My advice would be to be mindful, again, of the point that we were making earlier about having realistic expectations about what a relationship is actually supposed to be. The reality is that a relationship is supposed to be a product of a health, healthy, happy commitment between two people. And social media and a lot of the things that we see in the modern dating market will have you think that there's always something better out there. And a lot of people will think that if they're in a relationship and they're not getting the fireworks and the trips to Dubai and the Chanel bags, and there must be something wrong with their relationship because that's what they're seeing people project on social media and you know on podcasts and things like that. But the reality is that those are not the things that relationships are supposed to be about. Because relationships take work. They take effort. It takes accountability, self-reflection, humility. Um, and those are the things that we are not having conversations about in the modern dating market. And those are the things that make a happy, healthy relationship. 
Thank you to all of you, Stefan, Moandra, Asia. Thank you for your perspective. I'm sure you're helping a lot of people out right now. A lot of questions were answered. After the break, we will have more secrets of successful relationships. And this time we're going to hear from some of our favorite couples directly. They're going to reveal what works for them. That is 86 years of marriage that you're looking at. Zelmira and Herbert Fisher married in 1924 in North Carolina. That was quite a different time. Oh, welcome back. Despite all the craziness and chaos of dating in the digital age, many are still figuring out how to become hashtag couple goals. And here are their secrets in their own words. Hey y'all, I'm taking this picture. These days, black love is everywhere. <laughs> but it hasn't always been that way. The first movie scene featuring a black couple in an intimate moment was believed to be a silent film released in 1898 and just 29 seconds long. Well, madam, if you really want the old man back, are you prepared to stand by him when the going's getting rough? One of the next times we'd see two black leads in a prominent love story would be in the 1975 film Mahogany, starring Diana Ross and Billy Dee Williams. Black publications would often celebrate black relationships. TV couples became household names. And in the 80s and 90s, black directors created even more space for black love to shine on screen. I can't breathe much. These days, it's not characters, but real couples in that starring role, sharing their love story and their wisdom. I think I met Barack when I was 26. I think we married at 28. The Obamas showed us black love on the political stage. But recently, during a special cross-generational conversation on Revolt, First Lady Michelle Obama revealed Barack didn't always have her vote of confidence. It's like there were 10 years well, I couldn't stand my husband. Exactly. You gotta know your person. Do you like mm -hmm. him? I mean, you right. could be mad at him, but do you still look at him and go, I, I'm not happy with you, but I respect you? Mm -hmm. The first job is to be a whole person in yourself, mm -hmm. right? You, you have to know yourself before you can know who you want to partner with. People want to be married, want to partner without knowing, well, who are you? Mm. Are you ready to partner? Are you ready for the compromise and the sacrifice and the challenge of it? And then if you are, who do you want to do it with? Sierra Wilson restored our faith in love, revealing she prayed for a man just like Russell Wilson. What's the first thing I do when I wake up in the morning? Oh. In morning, huh? Yeah. Sometimes we, we do it together. Oh, we pray together. Won't he do it? Sometimes the biggest lessons come from your partner. Niecy Nash revealing she had to teach her wife, Jessica, how to savor their special moments. Loving out loud was something that I even kind of, you know, because we always try to keep what we love dear to us. You know, we don't want to put it out there. And my wife was like, yeah, nah, I love you. <laughs> and I'm not hiding it for nobody. We just <laughs> We celebrate everything. I'm like, oh, remember you asked me on a date this day three years ago? Come on, we're celebrating. So celebrate everything. DJ Envy sharing that his wife taught him how to overcome his own insecurities. 
I was an insecure young boy, I call myself. You know, I coming up, I was five foot four, had glasses and braces. I didn't have many girlfriends. I wasn't, as my mom would say, I wasn't a cat's meow, as my mom would say. So for myself, it was like um, figuring it out. So when I finally met this beautiful, intelligent, uh, smart woman, I didn't want anybody else to see her. You know, I was scared that, she, you know, somebody would take her away from me. So I didn't want her to go out and be sexy. You know, I didn't want her to to go out without me there. I didn't want her to hang out with her friends. So I did what most men do. Oh, your friends are hoes. You can't hang out with them. Oh, you can't wear that. You know, and I was trying to be her father instead of being her love and her friend. We know that we have not always provided opportunities for black men to show their vulnerability. That's not a man. And I think that that gender stereotype and that narrative puts pressure on black men um, to be the breadwinner, to do this, to have all the things, to be this RRR. And it's like, no, you're human. And love requires vulnerability. So that is a, that is a trait that I see that makes it work. Mm -hmm. Willingness to make it work. And then again, laughter. Being able to laugh can really sustain you through tough times. And to know tough times is gonna come. But as long as you have the willingness to put the work in, you're ready to be vulnerable, you'll be able to look back and laugh at those tough times many years down the line. What is key to making those relationships succeed? Putting in the sweat equity and the work. Remembering why you love your partner and why you fell in love with your partner is really important and a great exercise that I've worked with clients is taking five minutes a day where you don't talk about the kids, you don't talk about the job, you don't talk about the finances, you talk to each other about future plans, future dreams, future wishes. You share private laughs because that is what's gonna continue to bond the couple because the world is out here trying to pull us all apart. <laughs> Experts say the key to weathering dark days is remembering the bright ones. Remembering why you love your partner and why you fell in love with your partner is really important. The most successful couples that I've worked with all have one thing in common, a willingness to be vulnerable. We love black love around here. There's a lot more Revolt Black News Weekly coming up after the break. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. show tonight reflecting on the importance of black love. The reality is that so much of our lives as black people in America is about struggle from systemic racism to microaggressions, which makes savoring and celebrating the love in our lives that much more important. Because at the end of the day, that's what sustains us. Romantic love, family love, friend love, and of course, self-love. That wraps it up for us. I am Mara Escampo. Thank you for being with us. Remember to stay connected with us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Revolt on YouTube, our Revolt Black News podcast, and download the Revolt app. Until next time, good night, everybody.
Do you find yourself wishing you had more energy, healthier habits, or fun family activities? At the YMCA, you can find your passion, find family fun, and find your happy place, all while supporting your community. Join the Y in March with a $0 enrollment fee and enjoy motivating group exercise classes, heated pools, pickleball, and so much more. Visit YMCADC.org to learn more and to find your nearest Y in D.C., Maryland, or Virginia today. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.